Ephesians 4.15. Let's go. But speaking... Are you there? Let's read. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Jesus Christ. Effective communication in a the, in the Christian marriage. It's not that uh, non-Christian marriage, they don't communicate. It's just that we don't know how effective they are. As a way of introduction, let's read it together, the introduction from your handout. Let's go. The architect of home, that is the husband, the wife, and the children, is God. So God has special respect and interest in married people. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. They are no longer two but one. We read in the Bible that they don't marry in heaven. So, you can only enjoy marriage here or not. Remember the example of one woman with many husbands in the Bible. You remember the example? They came to Jesus and they said, this woman married one man. The man died, so she married another man. It looks as if every man she married was just dying. And, and the man died. And she just carried on. If she was my sister, I would have said, oh, Tito. By the time the third man had died, but she carried on until seven of them. So, you know those Jews, the way their mind works, they say, so when they get to heaven, whose wife is it going to be? Or when, to get, when they get to heaven, the woman will stand like this, and seven seven men. And Jesus Christ just said, no, they don't marry in heaven. So once that chapter, as far as those eight people are concerned, is closed. Okay? So, if for any reason you decide not to marry here and you die, finish, you will never, never know what it is to be married. That's number one. Number two is that if you are going to serve the Lord, if you are not married as a servant of the Lord, there is an aspect of your ministry that you will not be very, very effective. You may say, well, but uh, Paul wasn't married and he was counseling uh, married people. Do it in 2016. <laughs> Just call some people that are getting married and they already know that pastor is not married and then be telling them. They say, pastor, Bible uh, <laughs> Have you done the practice? Some of you knew when Benihim had his problem and his wife just left. He had three challenges. He used to tell his staff that it is very, very lonely alone. When they have crusade, when they finish, they will pray. And when everybody has gone home, Benihim, the head of the team, he said, I will go back to an empty home alone. So it's lonely at night, especially if you've been married before. You know, those who are not married before, well, wherever night meets them, 
They may say, I'm coming to VI this evening, and when they get to VI, ah, by your evening mass, you know, they just, they just sleep anywhere. Three days, they may not even sleep on their bed. They go from one place to the other. But when you are married, and you live with someone in the house, and you have a home, you have a family, it becomes very, very unbearable to be alone. Not too long ago, a couple that had been married for 58 years, one afternoon, the wife went out, came back, and she fainted, and she just died. Just like that. Now, when I went to greet the husband, and we know the two of them, they are very, very close. anyone? <laughs> of course, you know if they have been married for 58 years. So when we got there, he told us how everything happened. They were together. They had the program in the morning. They went out together. They came back. He said, and I was telling her, oh, the rest. She brought the latter on. She said, rested a bit and said, no, I want to do something. I want to go to this place. I want to go to this place. And when she came back, she was just exhausted. And then she was gasping for breath. They took her to the hospital. And the following morning, she was gone. You know, it was one, what the man now said. You know, we are young people. We've only been married for 31 years. But they've been married for 58. He said, so, I'm going to change how I live my life now. Talumatoju means After 58 years, what am I going to be doing? How will I look after myself, you know? And everybody will have expected that is the man that we go for. You know, <laughs> that's my prayer. <laughs> Let me go and prepare a place for them because I'm not sure I will cope. Men don't find it easy to cope. And that's why young people, when you want to get married, be careful, men, <laughs> marry somebody, tell if If your wife is four years, five years older than you, then be very ready to be something else. So, in this particular story, we are just saying that communication between husband and wife is only an opportunity, and it only happens here. Paragraph two, let's read. There are no ready-made marriages. Every couple, that is every home, must work at their home so that it becomes a happy and fulfilling one. If your marriage breaks down, you will be the worst for it. The husband and the wife must cleave together at all times for God to help them bless and keep their home. Effective communication in marriage is real and you cannot pretend at home. Genesis 2.25 And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. You can't pretend in the house. In church like this, how long? In about, in about one hour, we are finished, and we go. Even Sunday, you come in Sunday school, 9 o'clock, at least you can pretend until 12.30. Okay. But at home, you will see a woman without a makeup in the morning. You know, the way you see them is the gilet is tight, the eyebrow, everything is in place, the color match. Some women sleep carelessly <laughs> once they are at home. 
they just put the head tie somewhere, the one in this place, then the house. Okay. So pretense cannot be sustained at home. If you want to know who you are, we should just talk to madam. That's all. In confidence. Imagine combo. Just tell us. And the same thing is true. So, paragraph three. From the passage, we know that speaking the truth in love to one another makes us grow up in our relationship with God. So, if you are faithful to God, you tell him the truth, you will grow to know him, he will grow to know you, and then he will become your friend, and you become his friend. Similarly, speaking the truth in love to each other as a married people, as married people, makes us grow closer to each other in order to develop effective communication in marriage. We must take note of the following points. And those are the points, the practical points I want us to consider. It doesn't matter what stage you are. And for those of you who are not married, this is an opportunity for you to have an idea of what a good home, a good Christian couple relationship should be. Number one, it says speak to one another always. This can be a challenge, especially to those of us who don't like to talk too much. If I'm too quiet in the house, me and Benny Bodijau, I'm not fighting anybody. There is no quarrel. There is no problem. But I'm just quiet. Everybody is just uncomfortable. The children will come. Eh, Daddy, what are you doing? And then the mommy will come. Eh, you know, but sometimes you want to be quiet. So sometimes I used to announce, please, for the next few hours, <laughs> if I'm quiet, so, but this passage, what we are saying here is that husband and wife should talk. And I've learned now after so many years. So when I discovered that everybody is already thinking what is wrong, I will just make one comment. Ah, everybody will say, ah, thank God. So it's still all right. <laughs> it's not fighting us. Hello? I'm not fighting anybody. It's just that time. Sometime, so husband and wife must always make effort to speak to each other. The children will pick it up in turn. A clear sign of unhappiness in the home among a couple appears, let's read it, when the couple is very quiet to one another at home. But immediately a visitor arrives. They begin to talk to one another. So they've been together for three hours, so that everybody is just burning for one another, you know. And as soon as somebody comes in, if doesn't even need to be the pastor, they immediately a visitor they begin to talk to one another. And as soon as the guest leaves, what happens? They go back to their very quiet mode. Now can change your Jew immediately. 
And then you will now be wondering, who is going to break this silence? And I have learned my lesson. When I discovered that we, this issue is there, it doesn't matter who started being silent. Uh, I can try to make some comments. But when you make that comment, you can even get into more trouble. And you will just say, ah, Emma Binu. <laughs> I was trying to break the silence. Uh, married people, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So, communication is important, especially if the other is hurting. So communication results in growth. We read it. Number two, speaking to one another brings relief and healing. You can check that in Job chapter 32. If I don't know why you are keeping quiet, just a word to me will tell me, Dick Paul, you are not the problem. Okay, I have a problem with myself. You know? But if I don't know what the problem is, you are not talking. All effort to make you talk. You refuse to talk. By the time you are ready to talk, I will not be new. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we first got married, that was one of the things they told us that look, the two of you must not be on the boiling point at the same time. So when you discover that somebody is getting annoyed and want everybody around to be uncomfortable, you try to help the fellow. So if he refuses, you know what decide. So by the time he now wakes up, say, hey, what are you people saying? I want to call it down. <laughs> so what is the ginseng? So you also, <laughs> whenever you find a situation like that, I want to beg the head of the house, step in and yank that face off and laugh. Okay? Bring out one joke and then let it just diffuse like that. Don't let the tension continue for a long time. And you young people, when you find the fellow you are going to get married, got married to, and you begin to court, Emma Jao, and then when it happens like that, you will remember, ah, yes, this is what, this is what Pastor Lainka was talking about. So you just remember, you just bring one joke. Especially those people who do it on the radio. When people talk to them on the radio sometime, eh, there's a particular area. But if you don't have that sense of humor, it can break the home. It can become a big problem that you'll be looking for a pastor to come and cancel you could the necessary. So before it becomes an issue, turn it into something you can laugh about. It is helpful when you choose to speak because Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Speak to edify one another. Speak good things about your spouse. Confess positive things about your marriage, your family, and your home. Express your love to each other verbally. Speak about the things you like. And speak about the things you don't like. But spend more time on the things you like. That's the first point. The second point says speak the truth to each other always. Don't lie. Don't lie to your spouse. So, let's read that. Let's go. Be simple, honest, and plain, and open. Don't deceive your spouse, and don't deceive the children. 
think on these things and speak about them. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Let's read it. This is the things we should really be thinking about. So whenever you want to talk, if this acid test is not met, don't say it. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Are you there? Let's read it together. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, that's number one. Are they true? What you want to say? Whatsoever things are honest, they may be true, but they may not be honest. Whatsoever things are just, is it fair for you to say it to me? Is it fair for you to accuse me like that? Then is it just? Whatsoever things are pure, even if they are true, they are honest, and they are just, are they pure? Whatsoever things are of good report, even if they are pure, are they of good report? If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, these are the things you should think about. In other words, things that are not in line with this verse, even if somebody tells you, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. One of the things you will read in the Proverbs is that wise people ignore insults. Insults. They ignore it. They just pretend as if they did not hear. Because if you dwell on insult, you will soon remember that you are not a more lolly logbisiwa. That's what they used to say when I was small. But you don't need to lolly at all. While you are still standing, you just make up your mind that I will ignore this insult. Finish. And the reason is simple. The man that, want, that is looking for your trouble, you don't know what he's carrying in his head. But at home, you don't want trouble in the house. There was a case of one woman that died. The pastor said when he got there, he was just trying to see uh, during the funeral. And he said one, girl, one, lady, one woman came and was crying uncontrollably. Everybody was saying, ah, please don't stop now. <laughs> so another woman came. I said, Emma Madalungu is the sister of this lady that has died. And for the last five years, they've not been talking. He's now crying. Sure, you know it's a show. <laughs> if somebody was not there to tell them, you say, how much he loved her. You know, say five years. Koti, I love visitor. The woman had died. You are now doing the show for her. No, 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 no. But that's how people are. So, think on those things and ignore insults. Don't pretend the truth will show up later. You know, Yoruba people say, if lies are going for the next 20 years, what will happen? The truth will catch up. Because truth has speed of performance. And truth is always now. Tell a lie. Why you just got married? 
You are just one year married. Tell one lie. Now when you are married 25 years, that lie is going to come up again. So, don't pretend to your husband or to your wife. And don't lie. Say it the way it is. And we used to cancel people when they're about to get married. Ah, he said, you will kill me. I said, and so you warn him. Darling, this thing I'm about to tell you. She, you promise you now you're not going to kill me. <laughs> she, you promise you're not going to be annoyed. So tell him that, look, I'm going to shock you. So, and that's why I'm announcing. And let him tell you, eh, what is it? I'm ready. Am I shocking? <laughs> so when you tell him, eh, don't, don't overreact. She, I just told you. But if you didn't caution him, you just come in and say, darling, there's something I must tell you. You know, before we got married, I have two children. Oh, Maku, he would just faint. <laughs> he would just faint. And God forbid that the man should die there. Men can die like that. Eh? What on here? So, you will need to say, eh, darling, you know, in life, things do happen. And some unfaithfulness in me, you know. Suppose, <laughs> you just keep on supposing. <laughs> but if you had two children before you got married, and you didn't tell him, you need more than suppose. So, I want Agbalagba. Those that are close to 100, three of them should follow you. <laughs> so that when they arrive, when they arrive in, with your husband, the, the man will first of all say, Ah, Akilon Shele. And then they have some stories. They will just be telling that story, you know. By the time they hit the nail. <laughs> so, there were two people they want to get married. And then the boy lost his job. So when he lost his job, the girl just said, Look, I don't have time to waste. And jilted him. Now, by this time, everybody in the house knew the girl. So they couldn't understand. Eh? That girl, because you lost your job? Ah, sample of him. So in the passage of time, the man got another job. And the girl now came back. He said, Ma Binu, just forgive me, it was a mistake. You know? So they came to talk to me. Oh. You don't know problem past office. Different kinds of story. So the brother now says, so pastor, what do you think I should do? My brothers and my siblings must never hear of this girl, not to talk of my mom. I said, but it's you the girl wants to marry. So I listed so many questions for him. Can you forgive him in case he does it the next time? Are you, do you still love him? Are you ready? And this? So he said the answer, all the answers are yes. Will you give her a second chance? He said, yes, pastor. Okay, come. So they came. I said, so now, this is your love in now. Nobody must hear it. Your brothers must not know. Your mother must not know. So carry on the relationship for about a year. If he's still working. Uh -huh. 
So they now went underground, started loving each other. They are going to places nobody will see them. So they now came after a year. They said, you are ready. The girl now said, so how am I going to face his mom <laughs> and the brother? They were ready to get married now. I said, ah, hey, <laughs> So they went to carry three elderly people. They now went to meet the mom. So when they arrive, when they finish their story, you know what the mom said? Ah, Tomati no, Olon Mangbo. Ah, Motifa Motifa, forgive her. And convince the other siblings. <laughs> they are married now with children. So you need to know the truth. But it's better to just say it the way it is so that you don't come back. Okay? So Ephesians 4.29, Colossians 4.6, let your speech be always with grace. Number three, speak the truth, but in love. Let's read it together. It means be careful how you communicate what you have to say. Be careful when you communicate what you have to say. How is important. When is also important. Don't be carried away by emotional distress. Ephesians 4.29 said, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And I'm sure that married people will say, <laughs> Is that possible in marriage? What is it? But if you practice it, some of the things you don't need to say them, and they will just die off. Your spouse will never, never know what you wanted to say. And sometimes, when I look at my wife, I say, ah, lucky woman, what I wanted to say. Now you are jumping and say, my darling, or something. Is God just save you? <laughs> but you see, the problem is what was coming out. I have checked it, and I discovered that it's not going to help. So what point do I want to make? Let me bury it inside myself until it dies off and flushes out. And she will never know. She will never know. And by the time you just smile, hmm, that's enough. <laughs> smile, Nikono Marie. <laughs> he doesn't know what is inside of you. And God has removed that problem from you. And you are just enjoying yourself again. But if you say, no, 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 I must tell him. Ah. You know, it's part of you now. If you speak to him or to her, and there's trouble, it will still be your problem. One day, our gate man came back, and he was late. So I said, my friend, you are late. Why are you late? He said, eh, Hey, my, my, I had to take my wife to the hospital. And when he was talking, God said, do you know what happened? He fought with the wife, and the BP shut up. God was just telling me that. I said, so what happened to your wife? He said, a BP shut up. I said, was it not you? Hey, was it what? She started the fight. <laughs> They were fighting, and she mu he must have said all manner of things to the, the woman. And in the anger, the woman's BP shut up. Suppose she died. She now rushed him. She rushed her to the hospital, and it was late. 
So why don't you just keep it? You that you can control that bad thing that is coming. Leave it and let it just flush away. So don't let emotional stress affect you. When it's like that, just talk to God. Oh, Father, just help me. <laughs> help me, Lord. Or take the, uh, they used to say, take the khaki and drive away. I'm not sure. I can tell that to a man. But women, I might take khaki, <laughs> because when it's affecting a woman, everything, only a crash kind. There was a, a woman said, she just crashed the car. And he was just telling God, don't let me die because it was my husband that upset me. I didn't need to be on this journey. They, she was annoyed and took the car. And she was going to Ibadan for no reason and had a crash on the long bridge. Suppose she died. When we come to the funeral, do you think they will tell us? Oh, my darling, I love her so much. What a time to go. And somebody will be saying, eh, when I was in the house. So I want to beg you, your partner's life is in your hands. So cherish it. Anybody else can say it from outside. But you, don't say it all. Number four, avoid these things when you communicate. Let's just list them. And those of you who are not married, please, when you meet the fellow you want to marry, also avoid these things. If the man or the woman begins to do it, just tell him, please let us avoid this. Let's read it. Let's go. Shouting, insulting, arguing to win, always bursting into tears. You know, when you, are just, you just got married and it begins to talk, tears will just be falling. After some time, let these tears stop rolling. Don't just keep crying. Don't just cry. What precisely do you want to say? You know, some men can't stand uh, women crying. But if you use it as a weapon all the time, the man will just say, let's talk. You don't want that. Doing all the talking without listening. Uh, women, forgive me. When women want to talk, please let them talk. And when you are listening, you see, you are not listening. But then listen. When you say something, they say, you, you won't let me talk. Ah, so, so whichever way, once they say something, just say, yes, ma. <laughs> when they say, turn right, yes, ma. Shout, yes, ma. Sit down. Just allow, because at that time, it's a boiling point. Just be calm. She will soon cool down. When she cools down, if you have anyone to fire, fire your own. <laughs> but don't both get to the boiling point. Don't be listening. I'm, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. Even if you're not listening. Don't now take the newspaper. And yes, yes, be talking. You know some women say, and then they do all kinds. Don't do that to your husband, though. <laughs> you may be doing it when you are still school girl. But when you are at home, you need to demonstrate that you are a, a, a Christian wife and a Christian husband. So always keeping quiet or refusing to communicate. 
and avoid works, words like what? Never. Always. You are always late. You are never you are never there when I need you. You know, all sorts. And then number five. Don't say these things in your communication, in your marriage. Just if you've been saying them before from this night, stop saying them. I will soon ask you to pray. You ask God to just forgive you. Don't say it. Don't say it. We don't expect to be hearing it in Christian marriages at all. And make it a culture not to say it. So let's read them. I've only limited myself to 15. What to 25? <laughs> the things you should not be saying to your husband or to your wife. So let's read it. One, I will slap you. I was talking to one. I was talking to one uh, doing premarital counseling for <laughs> two people that I want to get married. And I was telling her, I said, please, don't always give your spouse conditional statement like that. If you don't stop shouting at me, I will slap you. He said, so pastor, what should I do? I said, you should just tell her, stop shouting. Because if you say... Uh, stop shouting. If you don't stop, I will slap you. What do you think she will do? No, she will keep on shouting. And told Batumak Baletin, you see, you call yourself a man. You see? So, everywhere. <laughs> so, so, your head will just be rolling. And you see, she's a woman, no? So, be from the beginning, don't get into trouble. When she's doing anything, just tell her, please, can we change the subject? Can you stop shouting? Can you stop insulting me? Or can you, uh -huh. don't say, I will slap you. <laughs> or some say, I will kill you. Just be ready to become a, because they will soon bring and come to come and carry you. Because <laughs> what you say, she should stop doing. She will do it. And then don't kill her. So, you see, I even did it. You can't do anything. And that one will now, your head will now be spinning. Whereas, if you don't go to that side at all, you know, Obama was saying, he said, look, everybody said, I'm the most powerful man in the world, but there are many things I cannot do, and I know it. Nobody, nobody has absolute power. There's something you cannot do, even if you want to do it. And one of them is this. Don't tell your wife I will slap you. Uh, some wife who will slap you. They'll give you three, three papa. You just try so please, don't let's hear it. If you, be, if you have been used to it, stop it tonight. Number two, I will divorce you. <laughs> how will you do, do that? She didn't divorce you on here. <laughs> you know how many dobale you did first, before you even came, before she came to your house. How many elderly people we were, we followed you to go and beg? We were standing one by one. I am the brother to the sister of the bridegroom or the bride or the groom. Are you going to carry all of us? And when those words are coming, just refuse to say it. Either a man or a woman. Number two, number three, you are hopeless. How dare you? How dare you? Your wife is the MD of a company. So because she's now your wife, you, now, you can now tell her in the house she's hopeless. Ah. Don't let the executive director hear you. 
<laughs> they will deal with you. So when such words are coming, don't let them come out of your mouth. You know, when I was young, when you say certain words, they will ask you to go and bring your toothbrush and your toothpaste to come and wash your mouth. <laughs> so if you keep saying bad things, by the time you, they brush your mouth, and it's not the one you brush like I said, one by brush, let's, at the time they come out, <laughs> by the time they put toothpaste and brush in your mouth five times a day, you also, you will not say it again. It's just a simple way to tell you that such things, when they are coming, let them die inside of you, and they will never, never come out. Okay? You are useless. And you see, they look so bad now, but I tell you, they, when your partner behaves sometime, that's the correct way to describe him or describe her. But it is not in your place. Just allow it to just die off. Don't tell her she's useless. Don't tell him he's useless. Number five, let's read it. I blame myself for marrying you. <laughs> Who, who else will you blame? Who else will you blame for marrying me if not you? So, <laughs> now what will you make you to do that? You're already on a regret path. So even if that is the way you feel, don't let it come out. Don't let it be a word that was recorded against you when we get to heaven. Because Jesus Christ said, when we get to heaven, all idle words shall be, that be broadcast. They will be listed. I blame myself for marrying you. Number six is the same thing in another way. I regret marrying you. Eh, you regret. And this fellow you are talking to, is contending with other more beautiful girls outside that is telling them, you better behave yourself. A married man, you know. My wife is at home. Now you now come to the house. The same wife is now telling you. And let me tell you, that's how men, that's how men get into trouble. Your wife can make you feel so bad that you just take the khaki and drive to one guest's house. Ah, I'm a That's always the first time. So please be careful. I regret marrying you, number seven. And you call yourself a man. <laughs> Men don't normally ask, tell women, and you call yourself a woman. No, I don't think. Do they? I don't. <laughs> but women. And why? And why? Simple, simple things. We want to decide. And the man is getting confused. You can't decide, Abby. And you call yourself a man. <laughs> is it a crime? You are supposed to help him. Darling, you don't, uh, you are not clear. What about this? What about that? Don't forget, one of my rib. <laughs> is inside of you until you come to make it up. And I want to beg you women, when you see a man display as if he's confused or he doesn't know what to do, he knows what to do. In fact, you are part of the issue. He's thinking about you. 
That's why it's slowing down on what to do. They just come to tell you about one story that your wife, somebody did this something to your wife and whatever, and your wife expects that you just get ready and begin to fight. And you know that when you begin to fight, in fact, when your wife tells you to stop, only stop. And when you are now listening and thinking in your head, what is the best way out of this trouble? And he's telling you, and you call yourself a man. <laughs> I want to beg you men, Christian men, uh, your valuation is not by your wife. It's God who has made you the head of the home that has put the value there. So don't let them push you into things that you will regret. Then number eight, I hate you. I just hate you. And uh, after you have come back, you know, I say, darling, you know I love you. You won't hear that one again. Hate me. Oh, no, mama ring. Whenever you say I love you, I hate you, no, mama go. <laughs> because that's how the enemy will. So just keep quiet. Darling, I just don't want to talk. Please, just, just leave me for some time. Okay? Number nine. Can you be like Mr. X or Mrs. Y? Isn't Shola a wife? Is Mrs. Johnson not a wife? Who is Mrs. Johnson? Mrs. Johnson, as far as your marriage is concerned, is irrelevant. There was a story of a couple. The two of them were coming. They were coming, and this other couple were going. And so the wife was telling the husband, just look at them. You know, because there was something the man was doing, which is our own husband was not doing. So they just managed and passed by them. Later, that same couple now met them and told them how wonderful couple they've been and how they've been struggling to be like them. <laughs> So, what do you think the husband said? He said nothing. He said nothing. Let's uh, go and process it by ourselves. But if it's the other way around, what do you think will happen? Can you see my effect? Can you see how wonderful I've been? <laughs> so, I want to beg you, uh, just provide and nurture your own marriage. So don't be like somebody else. There is nothing wrong in observing something that is good in a couple. But you don't want to be like them. I'll tell you a story. In a church, one guy just came. He was coming to that church for the first time. And he parked the white Lexus car came out, was well-dressed, with shoe to match. And one of the pastors, when he saw him coming out, he said, God, and you have been looking at me. Why don't you touch my life like this man? So the pastor said that before the service. So the man came into the service. After the message, there was another call. And the man came out. 
So when they were allocating people who we cancel them, they send them to the same pastor. And I said, Pastor, Shiribo Shirimi, I am diabetic. I have high blood pressure. Uh, in fact, they gave me six months to leave. <laughs> you know the <laughs> when, 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 if it, when, when the pastor when the pastor finished canceling him, he went to the senior pastor. Sir, you have to lay your hand on me and cancel this course. <laughs> this course that I put on myself before the service. <laughs> so uh, you know, under this skin. There could be a lot of things. So don't, why don't you just tell God what you want him to do for you? Don't be asking for somebody else. <laughs> so brethren, life is not the way it is. We are what we are by the grace of God. So number 10, this marriage would not last. Who made you a prophet over our marriage? that you are now prophesying, this marriage will not last. She, well, didn't they tell you husband and wife, they quarrel? What is strange? You quarrel in the afternoon. In the night, you are cuddling yourself and kissing again. Finish. That's what I'm marriage. But when you begin to say it, one time, the enemy will come and go before God. Your daughter is the one that has been saying so. And we're about to carry it out. I told you about a sister who became a deaconess in the, in the Baptist church. And then suddenly, she just felt she's superior than the husband now. Uh, she be the son before they make me a deaconess. So, the brother now called the deacon and said, hey, this is my wife since she became a deacon. She's been terrorizing me in the household. The Dakoni didn't do anything about it. So it became a problem. So they were having issues. And while they were busy, the brother said, while I was busy trying to see how we are going to solve the problem, he said, my wife just came one afternoon and said, well, if we divorce ourselves, Shebi, you will take half of the house. I will take half of the house. Ah. The man said, I was just saying, who is talking about divorce? We are just having arguments. And when we divorce, what are we talking about? Which house? He said, you will not believe it. From that time, I also began to think, maybe we should just divorce. Do you know three years later they divorced? Four grown-up children. The hell that those children went through. Four years later, I think. No, two years later. When I saw the sister and she was telling me, oh, she is again. She was crying afresh. I said, I just had kilo shelly. What happened? And she started crying. So I want to beg you. The prophecy that God did not tell you about your marriage, don't say it out. Go somewhere and go and say to the, to go and face the wall. Go and face the wall and say, this marriage will not last. Talk to the wall like that. Or go, go to the bush and go and say it to animals who, don't tell your, your, your spouse. Number 11, I don't think we are meant for each other. Have you heard couples say that before? <laughs> Who told you? 
You are not meant for each other after three children. Three children, no? one boy and two girls. You are, that's what you are remembering. How did it take you so long to know that you are not meant for each other? You didn't remember six months after. That is what you should not be saying. Even if that is what you feel, even if that is what you feel, tell the devil, no, we are going to work it out. It shall work. We are meant for each other. I was the one who married, who called her. I was the one who proposed to her. I didn't make a mistake. Okay, number 12. <laughs> I don't even want to say that. You just call each other names. And Yoruba people say, If your husband is bold, you see, you just want to recreate the man. You know, or your wife is, is fat. Look at you. What's here? Overweight. Ah. From your mouth. Never. Never. It doesn't matter the anointing you carry. Just don't call each other names. Please, I want to beg you. If the name is coming, just wrap the name and throw it away. Okay? So if you have called your wife or your husband's name, tonight, Ketosu, after you've prayed here, you must go back. Say, I have something to tell you. I want you to forgive me. All those names have been calling you. I won't call you those names again. Just forget all about them. The reason why we forget is because I'll pray for you. And when you go, once you make a, a declaration, the Lord will make it up for you. You are ugly. You are a witch. Ah, ah. Is it your taste? This is the only ugly woman in the whole world that you went to marry. Who are we to blame? Is it not you? Who made her ugly? She was beautiful the day of the wedding. We could still see the video. We could still see the video. What has happened? You have stressed her up. And have you not seen women that five years after they got into the marriage, they become nervous? They cannot even talk where, when their husband is standing. They have, they, they have used everything to insult her. That the self-worth that is left is not worth anything. And there are Christian wives that are crying every day. Father, why must I be here? And they begin to remember their boyfriends at school, when they were in secondary school. Who will look after them? Who will, give, who will tell them nice things? You just think because you are a Christian husband, so it doesn't matter. You can say anything. Whenever you find yourself there, please be ready to go back and apologize. So we don't want to be hearing that. Then number 14 and 15. <laughs> if you misbehave, <laughs> if you misbehave, I will leave you. I want to beg you, please don't be saying such things. Rather just tell him not to misbehave or tell her not to misbehave. And then the pata pata of the, is number 15. You just wake up one day. You just announce to your spouse, I don't love you anymore. I don't hear that in this side of the world. Though. But in, uh, in Europe, <laughs> in US, <laughs> in England, 
people will just wake up. Sorry, pastor, I just don't love you anymore. Where will the pastor start? Which passage are you going to be quoting? And I want to leave him. Hold on. That's not acceptable. It's not scripture at all. If you don't love him again, pray that the love should come back. He be told, Saucy, where that love went? Pray that the love should come back. Because as far as we are concerned, you are one. You are not even two. You don't love him anymore. Who wants to hear that story? We don't want to hear it at all. <laughs> I don't want to say she has become your cross. It's not your cross. It's you who has the problem. How did you guide and protect the love that something took it away? And when you see a man begins to talk like that, or a woman begins to talk like that, they're already doing private practice. Somebody outside is already coming to your marriage. And you should fight it. You need to fast fast. Let's conclude. There are other ways of communicating among married people. Giving gifts and presents is fine for married people and non-married people. There's someone you love, you can give him presents. Touching and kissing is not for people that are not married. That are not married. If he begins to touch you, say, eh, eh, please, 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 please. I've told you about uh, this uh, couple, they were about to get married. And then, all of a sudden, the sister called me one evening. I said, Pastor Lai, I need to talk to you about romance in this relationship. I said, eh, eh. He said, whenever we meet, he just wants to touch me. Even when we are Mr. Biggs, we just sit down to talk. I said, eh, what's wrong with him? I don't know. So after praying, I said, so did you tell him you are going to tell me? I said, no. He said, what we are going to do? So you've not mentioned my name to him. So tell him next time. Don't touch me again no, until we get married. If you touch me, I'm going to talk, tell Pastor Lyonka. Ah, don't tell Pastor Lyonka. That was the last time. <laughs> that was the last time until they got married. But that is not uh, a license. You know, the way men think is not the way you women think. I was telling somebody, I said, look, for men, I love this girl and I want to have sex with her. That's how men think. The other way is women. The way women think is, the man loves me, so I will go to bed with him. And there are two different things. So I told him, I said, ah, if I, she thought, are you sure I want to still marry him? I said, ah, of course, <laughs> when you get to the next man, <laughs> he will just be looking at you. So just tell her, oh God, wait for the license. Uh -uh. A day is coming. You yourself, is enough. And then they got married. <laughs> and she came by and said, ah, just like you said, now sometime, you will be telling me from office, I'm tired though. I'm just leaving the office. <laughs> At the office, the man announced, it's like, look, don't touch me, I'm tired. I said, you see now, and many, many few months ago, you would not even be controlled. So please, touching and kissing is not for you when you are cutting. But for married people, touch. Uh, uh, even when they say, oh, today, you are coming again. Yeah, yes, you must come again. Write notes, texts, letters, giving romantic signs, singing to one another. Those of you who sing in the choir, 
can be a nice thing to sing to your husband once in a while. Only good songs, not songs. Uh, you know the type of song <laughs> when you begin to sing. Ijalodi, already something else. If that song wants to begin to come, and you know you are, that song will mean something else to your husband, don't sing it. Sing it some other time. Let's conclude before we pray. In conclusion, okay. Pray that the Lord may grant you the grace to communicate well in your marriage from now on. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Marriage is a learning process. We keep learning and learning and learning. So this evening before we sing the last hymn and take the offering, I want you to just bow your heads and let's talk to God. Are there things that need to be looked at differently in your own marriage? Speak to the Lord now. And those of you who are not married, I'm sure you've learned one or two things that you will remember when you find yourself in courtship. Talk to the Lord now. And those of us who need to either speak to our spouse and confess, let's ask God to give us the grace to do it. Just speak to the Lord now. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Before I pray, finally, are there questions? Because it's a practical thing. Are there questions or uh, comments that you, anybody wants to make? There are husbands in the house. There are wives too. And there are young people that are thinking of getting married. Question or comment? Anyone? About this aspect. Don't be shy. Just create whatever question you have. Any question? Or you are still thinking? <laughs> or you are wondering, if I ask this question now, somebody is going to be thinking. No, don't think like that. Uh, this one, no, nobody is going to hear it. <laughs> yes. Praise the Lord. Uh, I thank God for this topic tonight. Uh, my question is, those don't, 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 is it possible to keep, would it be possible for one to keep to all those don'ts? Praise the Lord. Okay. Is it possible? It's possible, but it's hard. That's why we brought it. We are talking about a Christian couple. And you know they said, your thoughts will lead to your words. Your words will lead to your action. Your action will lead to your habits. Your habits will lead to your, your character. And your character will lead you to destiny. The idea is to change the way we think about one another. Okay. If somebody said it uh, before you got married, 
you know we're also affected by home. If you got were brought up in the house where father was always slapping all the wives, he has three of them, and he beats them one, one after the other. And whenever he beats your mom, your mom goes to hide somewhere. You would think the, that's the right way, but it's not. You don't need to follow your dad. You don't need to follow. So it's possible. It may not be easy. But with the grace of God, you will do it. We expect Christian marriages to be different. There are people that are not Christian that have a very beautiful marriage. So why won't we have it? Okay, any other one? Yes. Okay, Larry is back. And he has brought question all the way from Portacourt. Praise the Lord. First, I have two questions. First one, is it proper for a man to rebook his wife publicly if the woman misbehaves publicly? Second question, in a situation whereby a man is talking to a female client and the woman feels otherwise that maybe he's dating the woman and probably she insult the woman. How can a man, the husband, manage the situation? Praise the Lord. You said that when uh, the couple and uh, they are saying something you are not agreeing with, the best thing is to be quiet. I was just wondering, if someone kept come keeping quiet, the other partner keep on thinking, I'm right, that's why it's quiet. I'm right, that's why it's quiet. I'm just thinking. So what someone do in that situation? Yes. Yeah. I'll be one. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I okay. I want to believe that uh, my question will solve many other questions. It's a very simple question. You know, the Bible says, "For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife." So, who is a man, sir? Yes, that the Bible says, "A man should leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife." Who is a man? Next. Thank you, sir. Um, I have two questions. The first one is talking about women that are being abused at home by their husband, maybe beating them, beating them, because I've seen some cases where some women, they are going through like abuse from their husband. Their husband used to beat them. Is it advisable for such a woman to still continue with that marriage, even at the point of death? Because I've seen a 
a, a doctor that the husband beat up and she died at the end of the day because she didn't speak up. She believed that something might work out out of that marriage. That is my first question. My second question is just for the single. Now you are talking about we sister, you do say that we should cook for some brothers, some of our brothers, we should be nice to them. That has been some question, and I really have some questions to ask about that. Now I find that even some brother, maybe you don't even have anything about them in mind, but just because of you are trying to be ah nice, you do the way you talk to them, the way you greet them. Some of them they start to notch ah, so. You understand? I used to feel it so because of that, that sometimes make me to withdraw for some brother. Immediately I just sense that. I would just like, I would withdraw because I wouldn't want somebody like feeling too special. You know, they'll be like, I'm perfect in You understand? So for insults not to come in and for the other brother partner not to be thinking otherwise, that made me to like give a standard and they just like put an edge for that relation and try to like not to go for that again by I'll try to, to like stop. So is it right or I should still continue being nice and nice and nice? Okay, other questions? That's all? Okay. Let's start with the last one. Being nice to a, when you are single as a sister, being nice to a sister and being nice to a brother are two different things. Because men tend to misunderstand women's kindness and hospitality. Okay. So, being kind to men is just to be polite and nice to the point that they cannot misunderstand you. Even then, they will still misunderstand. It happens both ways as well. You know, as a man, you are just nice to sisters, and they think, I think I told you my story before. <laughs> in the University of Ibadan, my final year, uh, we are all boys in my house, so uh, we needed to learn how to relate with women. So after a lot of struggle, God said, Go to Queen's Hall, visit them. When they ask you to eat, eat. And so I started going. Some sisters are nice. They just see me at Brother Dick Paul, and then we chat, and then we eat. But some, uh -huh, they are going out of the university. They don't say it all. So when they bring the food, we still eat. But some behave like that. And sincerely, in some cases, I don't go to their room again. Okay. I'm sorry to say, they are not even beautiful sisters. So you will just be wondering. understand? <laughs> and let me tell you sincerely, <laughs> there are some sisters. When they told us they were getting married, I say, God, who is the man? And you see the man who is so proud of them. <laughs> so beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you can blame us. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So when you discover that you're about to mislead the brother, and one brother that should not propose to you, ra 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 ra, is now saying, sister, can we talk to you? Because you are nice in the morning. Just uh, maintain your whatever. 
because otherwise your emotions will be hurt and you will not be glad. Okay? But that doesn't mean you will not be nice. Okay, so nice, yeah, just be courteous to them. Your second question is uh, sisters that are, wives that are abused. And this is a big problem. Even in Christian marriages, and one of the things we normally tell intending couples is you see this sister, and when I normally tell her, she a team and orange. If they sincerely confess that not yet, Pastor. And I'm just telling you now, whatever happens to you, never, never raise your hand to build this beat this sister. Don't let it happen for the first time. Some of them find it difficult. But if you discover that your husband is always beating you, it's not in all cases. Some wife beat their husband, though. They beat them. But <laughs> you know, some wife have gone to judo class because of their husband. <laughs> and unfortunately, the husband we not know. I can repay. Ah, this time don't fake baleti. Ah. So, but if the husband is in the process, I mean, constantly abusing the wife, the wife should take it up with him first. Kilo de toya kato soro wati bamileti. Why? You can talk to him like that. Then you can take it up with your pastor, Tamban Law Church. Because that's one thing we don't want the pastor to know at all. But if he's getting to the point where your life is threatening, is threatened, tell him. Set a, a time to say, look, from today, if you touch me again, I'm leaving. And I'll tell you one sad story. This couple, they were always fighting. This boy was always beating the wife. But the parents of the wife are the Yoruba people that believe that once you go to your husband's house, we have given your room in the house to somebody else. So this night, they started fighting. And she left and came home. Otu Tibereo, Mindefeko Kwami, the parents said, no, you go back. You know, he, he killed her before the following morning. Now, if you are the father, <laughs> will you forgive yourself? Mio, this dick polanyika talking, not as a pastor. I'm a father. If my daughter comes home, of course, of course, to the point here. <laughs> One of the things, my friend to my friend, even me, I can't remember when last. So if you know there's something your family told man no bearing, let's stop it now. But after I've told you that before you got married, and one day <laughs> my daughter comes home to say, Daddy, look at my back. Ah. <laughs> um, well, family know my father before she leaves. I won't send that back home. In fact, I will send driver to go and bring some of our things until we can resolve it. You know, because maybe you read the one in the punch, the, the banker, 
The boy just beat her to death because he was unemployed. And unemployment is not a permanent station. She he destroyed. So I want to su suggest that if it becomes an issue, the pastor will look at it and warn the man. But if it becomes life-threatening, tell him, if you touch me again, I will leave. It's better to live your life than for somebody to kill you. When you're on your way to heaven, you will be regretting. But I are God. So That was not the plan. He just killed me. I wasn't supposed to come. So if he needs deliverance, we'll minister deliverance. Some have watched oral films when they were bachelors. Films where they watch people suffering. And it has become their lifestyle. Some will beat until blood begins to come out. So they need deliverance. And once they are delivered, fine. But if that doesn't happen, I would suggest that you, you know what it, uh, the step to take. Evangelist who is a man. A man is someone that is ready, matured enough to leave his father and his mother and start, set up a home of his own. But in every man is a boy. And it's that thing that the boy in the man that comes out, they say in every man there is a king, in every man there is a queen. So from time to time, the men also stray back to behave like boys. And when they behave like boys, just say, hello, babe, relax now. And just, just uh, help him to get over it. Okay? Now, uh, Bralala talks about keeping quiet. We are not saying you should keep quiet forever. We are saying that when one is in the boiling point, listen to the fellow. And the anger is gone. You now say, darling, point and solano. By that time, he's tired. And you have just started your own. But no, no, my boy. I was listening to Yulano now. <laughs> so, oh, now I'm, okay, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, you say it calmly. But if when it's boiling, it will not to a boil. Ever oh. said, you have some fire in here. So, I'm not saying you should keep quiet, especially if it's wrong. It's just that somebody must have the control of the marriage, and it should be the man. Somebody should be able to say, no, 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 no. This argument, this fight will not destroy this marriage, and you just be calm, okay? And then uh, Larry was talking about rebuking your wife or husband publicly. I think men do this a lot. Women don't do it. I don't know. Or I don't think too many men or too many women do it. But it doesn't need to be your wife. Who likes to be rebuked publicly? Please raise your hand. You just like if I'm not doing something right on the, in the middle of the road or inside the party. So you don't know how to use knife and spoon, Abby? Or something like that. Or you pass a comment. Who likes it? You don't even need to be a wife or a husband. Everybody wants a measure of respect and dignity. Some of you saw men to the last time. 
The man came to the court for the first time. Oh, handcuffs, you know. <laughs> By the time they were coming the second time, the man was in handcuffs. And everybody was in Kiloshele. I suspect he was behaving as a rascal in the prison. They saw they say he told one statement. Boy, you tell me about eh? Ah, nonsense. I can't respect him now. <laughs> you know, British police, they will be nice to you, provided you are nice to yourself. When you become a ruffian, they will tell you, and I think that was what has happened. Okay. All you needed to do is put any latch handcuff me now. Okay. Some of you remember Tafanao, the Inspector General of Police. He also came in handcuffs. And when he got to prison, six months here, he said they told them, please, I've suffered enough. Don't let me wear the prison uniform at all. <laughs> and it's left. So everybody, even a small child, wants to be treated with dignity. So it's wrong, whatever reason. Either you just don't worry, or you get home and do it. Now, while you are talking to a female client, it depends on how professional you are. If you are talking to a female client in a professional manner, I don't think your wife will suspect. But let me tell you, there are some clients. You are just coming. Ah, your tie is nice. Then your shoe. Kilo day. I just came to talk about your bank, your bank account. I've just come to talk about our business. What is uh, And they begin to make so. So if that is the kind of customer, this time around, and you've been meeting the customer yourself, you didn't caution the customer, and the customer is used to you, what is the customer, what is he touching you for? And now your wife is now around, and you don't have the opportunity to say, Madam, behave this, this time when my wife is around. Because, <laughs> so, and as far as she's concerned, when your wife was not around, you didn't say no. Don't pretend now. That's how people get into trouble. If you've been professional and you've been, you behave to the customer as if your wife is there before, of course she will respect herself. But when you are talking to the customer and say, ah, ah, hello, and your wife is, eh. <laughs> Did you say she's the customer? <laughs> That's how people get into trouble. Larry, you think, bo? Okay, let's rise and pray. <laughs> Let's thank God this night. I know it's taking a long time. Uh, we've gone too far, but I think it's one of those things that we just want to deal with in this month of Valentine. Our Father, we want to bless your name this evening for all we have talked about concerning effective communication in married, Christian marriage. Help us, Lord, to repair all our relationships. Everything that we need to put right tonight, help us to do so and bless all our homes. From now on, let us enjoy love. Let us enjoy happiness. And Lord, let us be a good example of what a Christian couple should be. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to sing what a friend we have in Jesus and take the offering before we go. What a friend we have in Jesus' name.